Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Okay. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, and we have a very special podcast for you. It is the October post um, board meeting podcast. So we had a board meeting on Tuesday because Monday was fair day uh, celebrating the Texas State Fair in Dallas but we had a very productive uh, board meeting on Tuesday and we're just going to go over some of the highlights with you. I have uh, special guests uh, board president Robert Riggs and board vice president Gail Sims so how are y'all today? Doing good. Doing real well thank you. Good good and I know it's been some time ago around September that we learned the good news of the uh, financial accountability was an A, but before it could become, you know, um, etched in stone, as they say, we had to have that public hearing. Um, to my knowledge, nobody, you know, contested it, and then it became official. So just talk about the accomplishment and, you know, now it becoming uh, final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, and just the... the the great joy it is at times to have the recognition of having a superior run rating or superior rating in any area is always encouraging. And to have it in finances is very important, especially as we work our way towards November 8th where we have um, ballot initiatives and just to have a sense of whether Cedar Hill is a good investment or not for taxpayers and for others. Those are really important discussions and decisions that will be made by voters. Um, but as we work through the first report that, that is put out by the state of Texas, and it's an evaluation that each district goes through, we're required um, to announce uh, and to have a public hearing within a certain number of days after that report is complete. And um, over, you know, in some number of years, um, we have been in the low A level and a couple years ago we moved down to B level as some of the criteria on the test changed Um, but with uh, continued paying off bonds early continued good uh, growth within the Cedar Hill tax base and uh, continued focus on managing costs where we wherever we can Um, we're we're really really pleased to see that be back in an A status um, that is now posted and available uh, for not just the people of Cedar Hill, but of all districts in Texas and others to see on our website and see that um, where Cedar Hill is run. So thank you, Michael. That is a, it was a great to see that, have the public hearing. Um, if you're right, no one had comments or concerns, but it is something so very important to take time to look through it and make sure that everything is in order and to have an outside um, agency and also to have the TEA uh, value um, Cedar Hill and place it in the highest rankings. Uh, we're very proud of that. And uh, just so anyone who's listening, if you want to see that report, it is posted uh, on our website. Uh, so you can see that report and just see uh, what, how we were graded. Uh, understand that's 
a total thing on transparency as far as our uh, financial management and how well we are doing. And there's also uh, a comparison that we had on there of how some of our other districts did compared to us. We, we ranked up there. We did. Okay, great. And um, I know October is National Principal Appreciation Month, so we're fortunate to have several, all of our principals have principals, so we're uh, grateful for that. But one that I wanted to mention specifically was Jared Peters over at um, Bessie Coleman. You know, he had worked here in the district previously, I think it was at Permenter, and then came back. And now when you see him, um, we have to refer to him as Dr. Jared Peters, and he's the fifth Cedar Hill ISD principal to have a doctorate. I know there's a few others that are working on theirs, kind of in the process or close to completion. Um, so that is, he got it from Tarleton State University, of course, who we have a partnership with. Um, so just talk about Pr Principal Appreciation Month and specifically uh, the newly minted uh, Dr. Peters. Sure. Sure. We, we are very proud of all of our principals. They are doing a great job. We, after coming out of COVID and everything, they are really looking at what needs to be done in order to bring our uh, students back up and get them achieving again. And, uh, you know, being very aware of what our uh, student outcome goals should be. They are focusing very closely on that. We appreciate all the work that they do. Uh, this month might say, you know, appreciate them, but we want them to know that we appreciate them at all times. And uh, we congratulate uh, Dr. Jared Peters for getting his doctorate and uh, finishing that up. Yeah, the, the principals are really on the, the front lines. Obviously, our teachers in the classrooms face day-to-day -day challenges and uh, working with individual students, trying to close the gaps that we have in our, in our uh, outcomes and our achievement uh, to, to get them where we want them to be. Uh, principals are kind of bearing the brunt of teacher shortages, of um, changes that are made in the state requirements for education, uh, just making sure that the, the processes and procedures and children are safe. That is their role. It is a very difficult job. Uh, they are working very hard, and then to see these um, continue to advance or work on their um, uh, certifications, work on their advanced degrees, um, meanwhile being families, you know, caring for their families and caring for their ministry and other aspects of their community life. It is a full load, and um, for someone that achieve something as a terminal degree, like a, a PhD, a doctorate level, um, is just fantastic. So congratulations, Dr. Peters, and the rest of our principals. We, we are often praying for you and um, know that your job is not easy, and uh, we really respect the hard work you're putting in, and we're grateful for the hours you spent doing. And speaking of that, we have two principals that presented before you on... Um Tuesday night, um, Dr. Mackey from Plummer and uh, Miss Griffin from Highlands. So tell me about those presentations. Yeah, we, we challenged 
um, our principles and, and we hold them to high ex high expectations and high standards and both these principles um, were great examples of working hard um, to try and close the achievement gap that we have. We saw them both respond uh, with in-depth presentations and I'd encourage those that wonder that do, are we taking academics seriously in Cedar Hill to go back and look at those two um, reports that were given from those two principals and recognize that they are um, their their scores are not where they want them to be and they're not satisfied and none of us are satisfied where we are um, but the efforts are being put forth day by day do the work it's going to take to, to get the schools where they need to be so I, I commend both for their efforts and reports this last week. Their reports were very well uh, written, and it was obvious that they, they recognize what the issues are. Um, we had a policy change regarding leave upon retirement. And in this case, there were a couple changes that were recommended that we did, and some of those are procedural. Uh, it's to it's to pull some items out and uh, of uh, written policy and place them in the compensation manual. Other times it's to um, change uh, values or others. And so similar, um, so there's a lot of administration, but in this administration, it's making sure that all the policies of Cedar Hill uh, meet the legal requirements, are up to date, and reflect what we are asking. So. With that, I'll hand that over now to Trustee Sims, who I now have a good picture of. So. <laughs> uh, one of the things as far as policy, understand policy is something that's pretty much so set in stone, but you have administrative regulations, and that's where we move uh, things that are, may change, that we may want to uh, upgrade. Uh, we moved those to administrative, and that was one of the things we did with our leave policy. Uh, we changed that to be uh, for retirees to pay $50 for uh, professionals, 35 paras, uh, that when they leave a maximum of 60 days, we would pay. That's something that maybe down the road we'll be changing again, and we won't have to go through policy to do that. Policy is set usually by TEA. And uh, whenever we do something that is a little bit different than what TEA really wants us to do, they charge us for that. So we want to stick with our policy, not changing it a whole lot, but moving those to administrative uh, regulations. Okay, and then I know this is exciting for the community as an interlocal bus agreement with Cedar Hill, with the city of Cedar Hill. So when there's events in the city that, you know, or uh, staff or school um, scholars may be uh, part of that, that um, the city will be able to use uh, some of our buses. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's a very good policy. That is just... Uh, part of the city and the district becoming one. Uh, I always say we are the city of Cedar Hill. We are Cedar Hill uh, Independent School District. We are one. And that is just uh, a continuing 
uh, combination of us working and collaborating together uh, to make us a premier city, a premier school district. Yeah, and Michael, I think that just shows the commitment of both the Cedar Hill uh, community, the, the school system, and the, um, our city council to drive prices down and to keep taxpayers from having to spend any more than they have to, but also being able to provide great amenities. Um, you know, so when, instead of the city having to go and uh, charter buses at full price, um, the, the school district have buses available and when they want to um, move people from the parking lots to the city center, instead of bringing in outside folks that do that, and we are able to use internal resources, including our buses and our drivers, and connect with them and be good partners. And, and it encourages the schools to be an active part of the community we live in. And that's, that's, going to that's going to continue to provide stronger communities, better schools, and less expenses for taxpayers. Okay, and then finally, the bond invader. Uh, early voting begins on Monday, this Monday, October 24th, and right. runs through Friday, November 4th. And then Election Day, of course, is um, Tuesday, November 8th. But we have the final of several um, community meetings. It's going to be at Lake Ridge Elementary on right. Tuesday night. I know um, Vice President Sims and I were at the community meeting on uh, last night, Thursday, October 20th, at Plummer Elementary School. So this is an opportunity if, you know, I know there's been a lot of, we've been putting a lot of uh, information and facts out there, and um, it's, you can go on the website, things like that, but this is a chance to see uh, our CHISD superintendent, Dr. Gerald Hudson, in person and listen to a presentation, ask questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, talk about that. We just continue to get out into the community to make sure that we are uh, giving factual information about uh, our Vader and our bond. Uh, this is something that is very important for us uh, as far as making sure we become just as competitive with our uh, surrounding uh, uh, districts uh, we become just as competitive with them. With the teacher shortage and everything, we have to do everything to make sure that we are sure enough, uh, our teachers and our parents and all of our staff, and at the same time making sure we are bringing in programs and all that are going to uh, help with our academics and our uh, student outcome goals that we have set. Uh, for the district plus buildings. We, we, we have been kind of band-aiding uh, the things that need to be taken care of in our buildings. Uh, the average age is 20 years now. And after a while, those band-aids are no longer going to hold. Yeah, we, um, Cedar Hill has four uh, proposals that will be on the ballot uh, for this November 8th. And as Michael just shared, the early voting begins October 24th um, through Cedar Hill. The, the first of those bond, or, or first of the proposals is the Vader. 
And when you see VATRD, that stands for Voter Approved Tax Rate Election. And that is, um, if that is passed by the voters of Cedar Hill, that would increase taxes that would be used for teacher pay and for programs. So mm -hmm. if you, uh, if that's that, and then bond B, C, and D are all for facilities. Um, bond B represents buildings, uh, air conditioning systems, long-lasting building and uh, infrastructure for technology and um, security and safety items yes. in all of our schools, along with the addition of a new elementary school um, that would be built somewhere in the Cedar Hill District. Uh, Bond B is focused on technology, those items that are not going to last a long time, but those items that are six to seven years of length of time. And then finally there are, uh, and Bond D is going to be related to um, athletic training, athletic facilities in a location that has more than a thousand seats. So that would be the uh, turf at Longhorn Stadium, the track, at one stadium. That's the, that's the reason why there are four different ones. We're required to have that because of TEA requirements, so we're following the state guidelines. Um, in addition, there has also been a, uh, an audit that's been done uh, to evaluate. It's called an efficiency audit. That's posted on the, on the uh, Cedar Hill ISD website, um, so you can gather that information there. Um, there's more information that is on our Cedar Hill website, and you can see that information. We've also made a real focus to get the word out, to, to send um, to in all the water bills. Uh, an individual flyer has gone out explaining. We've had lots of meetings, as you alluded to, a couple of them, Michael, but we've probably averaged about 10 to 15 meetings a week for the last seven, eight weeks. There'll be many more. Um, as we wrap up in homeowners associations and PIDs and um, events at schools, uh, church meetings, other areas, again, as Trustee Sim shared, as board members, we are only allowed to give facts. We're, we're not allowed to support or go against a bond. This is really in the hands of the voters, and our job is to make sure that the information is in your hands to make the best decision possible. And uh, we, we will continue to do that up until the election day. You mentioned a tax increase. Um, and I believe from what I had heard, um, it was on a home, a home with a $300,000 value. It would be about $15 increase per year. Is that accurate? That's correct. So about $15 a year for the year. Um, and if, if passed by the voters, that's what the increase would be. And that means if that is passed to the district, that means about $6 million more revenue that comes in. That's a little over 10%. So it's a significant um, uh, increase to the district if voters choose to do that. And But that can only be used in ongoing maintenance um, and operations, which is called MNO, which is where all the salaries for teachers lie. So, um, that's that's why that VATRE, uh, that Proposition A, would uh, focuses on people and programs. Also, uh, with that, I know it says there's a tax increase 
uh, for uh, those citizens 65 and older, if you fill out, if they fill out the form, uh, their uh, taxes as far as Cedar Hill ISD will be frozen. They, are, they freeze at the, uh, whatever you were paying when you turned 65, it will freeze there. Um, understand there are other taxes on there. Uh, you know, there's the, I think, hospital, the uh, uh, community, I don't think they're called community yeah, your county. Dallas College. Yeah. yeah, Dallas College. All of those, the city, those are all a part of it. But at age 65, your taxes with the district will be frozen. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. It's always uh, great to see and talk to both of you. And um, I wish you a great weekend. Okay. Same to you. All right. Bye. Go Longhorns.